In regards to my opinion on the hosts of 9000, I believe they are trying to achieve a better future for our world. They are the future of mankind. We should respect them and look up to them. I like the BBC. I like documenter filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself. Position to be clear, particularly somewhere like France, where the peace movement means left. I'm not left. Bias was immediately attacked by. What? We should respect him and look up to them. They're trying to achieve a better future for our world. They're the future of mankind. I can't get them out of my head. I like the BBC. I like documentary filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I can't get you out of my head. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself. I am scared of boxy content. Welcome to 9000 Plus BBC presents 9000 Plus BBC. Hello, and back by popular demand, we bring you episode four of BBC Buddies, exploring Adam Curtis's docu-series, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Did you know the subhead on this was an emotional history of the modern world? Had we, had we ever talked about that? No, but I'd forgotten about how long that intro was. Emotional indeed. Uh, episode four, uh, but what if the people are stupid? And I, I know you recorded that months ago. I said you were afraid of Oxycontin. As, as I was listening to it, I thought, well, you should just swap out and put Ivermectin in there. Ivermectin. Oh, yes, the new wonder treatment for COVID. Yep. We're uh, giving it to prisoners. Did you know that there is a readily available, inexpensive antidepressant drug? Uh, flu Called sunshine? Fluoxamine or something like that. That's shown promise in treating COVID symptoms. I also saw. Okay, thanks, Tucker. I also no, saw. I'm not, it's like legitimate. Like they've done a lot of tests and they've done isolation tests to try and figure out if it's actually doing something, and it seems to. Okay. So that's actually good news, not like shit news. I don't think. Well, from the COVID camp. You Inexpensive, know, readily available. Vitamin D. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> vitamin D. We're in the backyard right now, Mark. We're soaking up vitamin D. Uh, well, I'm in the shade. Thankfully. Yeah, I'm trying to protect your skin, but I think some vitamin D is still seeping through. There you go. There you go. Got my hand. Um, <clears throat> vitamin D is, is, is effective, especially at reducing severity. And Europe is advanced, is way out ahead on that. I'm just letting you know what's happening from the Nutrition Insider. That's a different podcast, Mark, but I will. Andrographis was a, as a, a herb, a botanical, right up your alley. It's been approved for the treatment of COVID in Thailand. In Thailand, okay. <laughs> that and... No, I'm not going to make it. Well, I've been taking... I found some old supplements. We cleaned out a closet here at the house, and uh, I found some high-dosage omega-3 fish oil pills. There we go. And a vitamin B12 supplement and a vitamin D3 supplement. Been taking all three. I mean, okay, good. How long does it take for them to lose significant efficacy over time. I mean, they're sealed in there. I mean, isn't, well, isn't the expiration date really just more of an illusion? Get you to use it within a certain time frame, buy some more? My, I would say the B and the D, whatever. They're probably synthetic and lifeless. But the fish oil, that's a living, breathing thing. That no. is oil in a cap. That can go rancid. You, what you got to do is take one of those, split it open, and taste it. And if it's like, you, you can still take it if you want. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, rancid doesn't hurt you, right? Rancidity. There is open debate on... It, they do... You can do testing 
on the, they call it Totox. Totox. Yeah. This is like the quality and the taste of the li- of the liquid and the oil um, if it's gone rancid. But then the, uh, the nutrients can degrade as well, hmm. which you're taking it for. Have you heard about the movement, the rancidity is lucidity movement? Are you familiar with them, with no. their work? Is that, is that real? It's coming down the pike. R-I-L. It's coming down the pike as fast as the end of the world seems to be approaching. So we got to sneak these last three apps in before there are no more apps. That's nice. Uh, Well, I mean, this is the perfect show to... I think... Oh, it has you feeling optimistic. No. It has you feeling optimistic? This show? No. This show? This show. Which show? BBC Buddies, <laughs> uh, Fountainhead of Optimism. Can't get you out of my head. BBC Buddies. Is, uh, I would say it's, uh, it's rancidity dark. lucidity right there. Okay. Man, well, it's been a minute. I'm going to try to remember how we do the show. What's happening? Exciting thing. Is that just in my earphones? I think you might be hearing a far-off cicada. You're right. I'm, the microphone is picking up a cicada. Um, uh, yeah, oh, I watch the cord with that little guy with your little beagle buddy. Uh, we, I think we should do these next three back to back. We got to get these done. We got to close back out to this back, series. like all of them today. No, but the next three shows we make. Oh well, I mean, back by popular demand. Yeah, what does that mean? It means I saw some of our friends. In, uh, from Chicago and they, they said they were listening to this show while they were watching that show. Oh, it was a companion piece. Yeah. And I, we, oh, kinda, we screwed them by we taking left them so hanging. long. Did they finish the series, I hope? I think they did. Maybe they want to revisit it. Maybe they want to revisit it or just reflect on it via this podcast. Via oil. <laughs> via oil. Wow. Alright, so here Our, you go, listeners. So no, let's, let's dedicate stage, this episode. Mark. Who are we dedicating this show to? Uh, Penelope. First names only. Is that just, a code name? Just Penelope. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe it. So, Mark, three. Give me three words Josh. that encapsulate Rancidity. episode four. Lucidity. Synchronicity. Three words encapsulate episode four. No. Yeah. I don't think any of. Well, rancidity. Okay. 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 Here we go. Here we, here we go. Well, I got a few. A few would be perfect. That's three. Generally, I'm going to go with. Well, I hadn't anticipated this. I'm going to go with Geldof. (laughs) (laughs) He likes you. That's cute. He pees on you because he cares. We have a third host of the show. (laughs) Only occasional licking sounds are going to come through. Okay. I'm gonna go with Gildolf. I'm gonna go Gandalf. Technocrat. Techno music. Gandalf. And I'm gonna go with. Strange dark forces. Ah, <laughs> damn it! That's the three that define every oh, you, oh. episode of this show. All right. Wow, that backfired. I thought you'd just be able to rifle them off. I was going to say, you know, individual individualism versus what? Oh, systems? you're doing it. You're doing it. Global systems. That's two words. This is for our own benefit. You're trying to revisit some of the themes that got us here so far. No, that's, that'd be helpful. I, but I mean, that's kind of what this episode's about, right? It's about individualism butting up against these giant systems, right? Right. So you got this push towards more and more individualism, right? Which we have covered in the first three episodes. I think so. And in this episode is very tragically represented by Julia Grant. Julia Grant, who uh, has taken all the steps she can to live the life. What a, a courageous. Yeah. Um, uh, a woman born into woman. a man's body. There you go. Uh, facing struggle and strife at every turn, really. Harrowing. I, 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 that's. <clears throat> it's very affecting. I'm going to recover from my stroke and try again. Why were they filming her in that psychiatrist's office? What? My what? guess is it was for some sort of BBC documentary. 
uh, about. I see. Because her, she her journey to try to have sort of gender. What do they call it now? Reassignment. Reassignment surgery and and. Yeah, she had to deal with this like create the body she wanted to be in. Right, stodgy old codger. God, that guy was that the guy worst. Was great. Wow. No, not great, but I mean, a piece of work, right? A, a great example of how not to be. She, I mean, we're jumping the gun here, but she goes off and she... Where did she go to get breast implant or, or create... I don't know. <laughs> I sound like an idiot. She created some breasts for herself. And he was <laughs> just, he's just like... She went and got breast implants with the support of her... Is that uh, the same thing? Boyfriend. It's just pure implant. Must be pure. It has to be pure implant. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything you put under the skin becomes, by virtue of it being implanted under your skin, pure implant. Mark. I'm overthinking it, Josh. Yeah. You are. This one's got you nervous. I don't want to say something wrong. <laughs> it's fraught. Fraught territory I don't want to here. Get canceled. Let's the, see what. Let's let's go straight to the tape. Okay, what do you let's say? Let's just go to Julia, please. Get me out of this. Julia was part of a powerful idea rising up in the 1980s. It said that to change the world and to make it a better place, you should fight to become who you as an individual truly were. That was real freedom. But to do it, Julia was going to have to take on the medical establishment. You have a letter from your doctor for me? Right. Well, what is the problem? Well, I feel... Um... I've been having a fight with myself for a long time. I've now come to terms with the fact that I believe I am a woman. Um, trapped within a man's body. What, what do you mean by being a woman? Well, my whole... All my thoughts and everything are feminine. There, there's nothing masculine. I tend to reject my masculine body. Um, you know it to be masculine. Uh, I identify it as masculine because the society identifies me as masculine. Well, it's not a matter of society, it's a matter of anatomy. You say you feel like a woman? I, yes, I believe everything I do is feminine. I, I believe I'm a woman inside. Oh, Michelle, how does it feel to be a woman? It just feels like being me. can't describe oh. it as anything else. You see, she's right. Nobody knows how anybody else feels inside. Well, I, I feel I don't... I believe I don't actually feel the way a normal man should feel. Uh, maybe that you identify with certain stereotypes of the female gender role, that is, the traditions, the behaviour, mm -hmm. the ideas, but that doesn't make you a woman. You know, styles do change, even if you think so. Oh, and then we get a little taste of Margaret Children's Thatcher talking about hemlines. And this was, I was going to say this. This is one of my favorite moments. Oh, well, here we go. Oh, we're live and talking right over it? We could. We've just oh. lengthened them a little like bit because they're longer. And the thing we've learned is never really press your hem. You know, sometimes you see people ironing a dress and they press along the hem and it looks like a knife edge. And then if you want to let it down, you can't. Just leave the hem gently rolled. Nice. And then you'll never press along the edge. And then you can... Uh, there you that, go. That is a hot tip. That is a hot tip. Uh, Obi, that's enough. I mean, the, the irony's rich, right? He's like, you see, no one knows what anyone else feels like inside. Now let me proceed to tell you exactly how you feel inside. <laughs> According to my strict field research. Yeah, that, I mean, some of it is just the the accent and the delivery, but... Well, he gets... Remember when he gets... He does he get mad worse, with her when gets, she... That's where... It, when she gets the breast implants and yeah, then he, he... He gets very cross that she's stepped outside the lines. Very cross indeed. Yeah, look at this. The individual expression butting up against the power structures of the conventional world. It is, Mark. The stage is set. Oh, Adam, and it, what a joy it is to hear Adam Curtis's voice again, right? It is. For the beginning of that little... Yeah. A soothing salve. Uh, Check your reporter's notebook, Josh. Let's keep this moving along. Well, at least one of us has a reporter's notebook. I what have, do you have? I have a document. I have notes that I took You've six months ago. Chicken scratch. Uh, right there. Never press along a hem. So there's something else happening, too, this individualism. There's also this idea that... Uh, Helping people escape tyranny, calamity. 
should just be a universal goal. It shouldn't be tied to like whatever their political beliefs are. Because there's a, a Frenchman, if you recall, at the very onset of this episode. He's, Bernard Cusha. He's a Frenchman. He's driving a street sweeping vehicle. He's making a guest appearance right now. He's attempting to speak over the sound, and he succeeds. He goes and rescues uh, a bunch of North Vietnamese refugees, right, from an island? Correct. Gets a lot of heat. Well, they are the, yeah, from the liberal left from, in America who of the Vietnam War, and they're just on boats trying to survive in the, on the water. And I think the they're island. on an island. And and he, an island. He, he rescues them using boats. Well, they call them boat people several times too. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Different time, different place. Anyway, and then Joan Baez answers the call, right? Oh, old Joan. Yeah. She speaks out in support of this guy, saying it shouldn't fucking matter. If they're communists. And even back then, they've got that uh, interview with the French reporter trying to put her in a box, polarize the issue, and she and she resisted. She's yeah. like, I don't support... She basically said, right, I don't support this imposition of violence in people's lives on either side. Bernard... Kuchner. Kuchner. Not Kuchner. 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 There's an N? That's what I wrote in my reporter's notebooks. Uh, K-O-U-C-H-N-E-R. Bernard Kouchner. There is an N. I wrote his work undermined the vision of American, of America. Their a, vision a for the region. A collective, unified, agreed upon vision. We're just chipping away at it left and right. And look at where we are now. But is it just, no is truth. it a vision, Mark, or is it a hallucination? No ground. I'm going to turn the page in my reporter's notebook. <laughs> I hope so, because that's you've dropped oh, wait, quite no, a bomb. Oh, yeah, but I, we also glossed right over uh, Zhang Jing being sentenced to death. Well, that's next. That's after the hymn. God, you're in your reporter's notebook. What did you do, like scatter pointed across the page? <laughs> yeah. There's arrows. You've got no... I remember this. You're sequential. You're like, Ooh, Ooh, and that just eats you up, doesn't it? No, you're just going to yell at me when I go to a clip and you're like we're past that (laughs) (laughs) it's your turn anyway mark what's your clip 15 minutes i think it's 1553 we we need to set this up a zhang jing jing i wrote she goes down fighting her quote i am without heaven and a law unto myself it is right to rebel i don't think it's happened yet in this episode but they put her on trial they put her on trial talk about the irony on state media her own individualism is going to have to rise up against the collective will she's tried to impose through this well, Chinese think, Communist Party. Well, that, that's something we've discussed. I don't even think Adam Curtis quite got to it at the level we did in previous episodes, but that uh, Zhang Jing is this poison pill, right? Absolutely. She is a staunch individualist. Yes, she is. Her entire conquest for power is driven by a thirst for revenge. Josh. Mostly around perceived slights. That's right. Hallucination. Yep. (laughs) Rancidity is lucidity. Mark, two points. Who is the president of... uh, Who has taken control of the Chinese government? Mm -hmm. Dong... I can't remember. Deng Xiaoping. Deng Xiaoping. Ah, no chance to score was scuttled. Mark, let's go straight to the tape. Well, no, let me set this up because I want you to think of when you're listening to this quote. And I'm at like 15 minutes, 13 seconds? 15.53. Oh, oh, I better jump ahead. I don't want to. I apologize in advance if some of my numbers. The first version of this that I watched when I took all the notes had a few glitches. Like the Joan Baez piece was only half of it. Uh-huh. So I hope these line up. Anyway, um, this is an interview with a Chinese official. They've attempted to create a democracy wall in China where anybody could post anything. That's right. Put up messages. It doesn't go well. The, the elephant whisperer. An yes. electrician at a local zoo. That's right. Just off the top of my head, Mark, if you'll notice, I'm not even looking at my reporter's notebook. Oh, I can't tell with those sweet shades on. My Ray-Bans? What, what about the electrician at the elephant zoo? Oh, he's the guy who, he, he's someone who really causes problems at Democracy Wall because he calls out the hypocrisy. Right. 
I want you to think about where we are in the internet and where we are now as you listen to this clip. All right. At the very top of the Communist Party. We're coming a little early here. And then that force that Jiang Qing had prophesied, individualism. Individualism. Is this the Wei guy? Jing Sheng worked as an electrician at Beijing. No, this isn't it. This is... Wei was a charismatic figure. Oh, excuse me, I'm at 14. Oh, a whole minute. At Democracy Wall. God damn it. I don't think so. Th that guy. Oh, you want to hear that guy? The guy who bails on the meeting? Yeah, but listen to what he says. Think about the internet and where we are now, Josh. Wei Jing Sheng's trial was broadcast live on television. He was this accused is... of counter-revolutionary crimes. Oh, they're accusing the elephant whisperer. Well, you're close. Just Very close. Very close. Why was it necessary to close down Democracy Wall? Well, you see, uh, on the Democratic Wall, everyone, without putting on his name, <gasps> can blame or charge any person without any ground they can do it without any legal obligation do you think in england do you have this kind of freedom Not i don't think so yet. blame any person without putting on his own name in the in the wallpaper do you think that is a kind of uh, freedom i don't think so do you think that there's freedom of speech? The way, the way it looks in the West is that the moment the lid came off for a second in China and people made contact with I Western think, uh, journalists... I, I think uh, my, I have to go for another... some work to do. He'd had enough of that. That was like the least artful dodge. Oh, I think I have to go for... <laughs> I don't think I've got care. some work. If you saw his face, he was like, yeah, we're done. He's like, yeah. I said oh my, my piece. God. I described the World Wide Web. Josh, was he right or was he wrong? He was uh, correct about, yeah, people just saying whatever they want with anonymity. He didn't know about message boards, Did YouTube he? comments. And it does bring out the worst in people, Whew. by and large. Yes, it does. I don't think people, I mean, people don't post positive things anonymously. Because they want to be recognized for being positive, right? Just well, if they do that, it's an Insta it's your best life Instagram post that's unrealistic. And look at me in this artfully staged photo that took me five hours, and I'm making appear just to be a have you moment in my day. Have you watched that uh, Bo Burnham special, the new one that he recorded in his home? Well, so this hit the eighth grade scene. All of a sudden, Harper's talking about Bo Burnham. I'm like, oh, I remember that guy. Let's watch it. We watched it as a I think Quinn left because there was... It gets pretty randy at times. It does get pretty randy. This is, well, the, Did you watch the sexting one? With, we, yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, okay. With the white woman's Instagram? Well, he kind of, What my kids do is they sort of... Whenever anything like that comes up, they'll go like... Ah! They'll start yelling, cover their ears, and wait for us to tell them it's over. Just on their own. They just do that. Hmm. I don't know if they're actually listening or not, but can't shelter him from everything. I, I think that was, a, that was an artful piece of work. It's amazing. The, the white girl's Instagram song is like maybe the funniest thing I've seen in recent memory. It, I think of it when I'm not watching it. It makes me giggle. I want to watch that again. I, it was, uh, yeah. Monster talent right there, Mark. Powerful piece of work. Yeah. Elias, if we finish this up in the next episode of 9,000 in time, he really is raring to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie before I go pick up his brother. We're not doing an episode of 9,000, are we? Oh, is this all this we're doing? This is always a, this is a killer. This takes it. Not really, not with my new, my new. Oh. Oh my God. How, how have we not given a shout out, Mark, to uh, thoughtmaybe.com? Thank you for hosting this complete series in its entirety. Yeah, it's, we got... You can only find pieces out of it on YouTube. It, it, yeah, we lost our moment there. All right. Not only are they posting all the episodes, they have a nice synopsis of each episode. This website has all sorts of thought-provoking documentaries. Oh, God, I didn't dig in, but I'm sure you did. I haven't watched any. I was just looking at some of the titles. You'll be back. Maybe one day, 
Mark, I don't know if you know this. I don't know how often you check the stats, but BBC Buddies is, it a- is maybe our most popular offering. Really? I know. Stunning. So maybe there's a partnership on the horizon between Thought Maybe and uh, the Buddies crew over here. Thought I'd, Maybe Buddies. I'd have to sign in to get the stats. Well, I'm excited. I want to give the people what they want. They love it. I want them to leave anonymous comments on my SoundCloud page and tell me they will. You're a fucking cuck. (laughs) Yep. All right, Josh. So we've done the proto-internet. China may have known something all along that we're just coming to terms with now. That we should try to control free speech? I I mean, I don't know. I wonder what it's like over there. Are there rampant message boards making teenage girls cut themselves? Jeez, I don't know. Is that too much? No, that was visceral. Yep. Very uh, let's honest. go to Bob Geldof. Let's let's bring it. Okay, Geldof in Ethiopia. Live Aid. Do you remember Live Aid? I do. Yeah. I have a memory of it. Yeah. I remember it being a big deal, but I don't remember watching it or. I remember We Are the World more distinctly. Exactly. Which was a little after that, I think. Yeah, I think just our age. Uh, yeah, um, but we're the you same. Know, we're the same age. Live Aid. Well, you're a little older than me. <laughs> Got a little more salt in that beard. Yeah, I got a lot. You do. We've known each other a long time. I know. I mean, you were a fucking young man when I met you. <laughs> Look at you now. Turning the dust right before my eyes. My nails are getting pretty brittle. Oh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> God. What, how do you do? What do you do about that? I don't know. I don't like it. Go buy a casket? You're going to soak them in something <laughs> all night? Know. I don't want to die just yet. No, don't die. Are you swimming? You can't. Are you swimming? Oh my God! Are you back in the pool? Just in, just with your friend Justin. One week ago, they opened it back up. I got in the pool. They have repainted it. They cleaned. Let me ask you this: It's a lovely environment. It was talk about a just a fish out of water. When you got me back in that pool, whole new life. You were like a fish back in the water. I'm going to go there after we do these. Good, good for you, Mark. Um, What the. Well, were your uh, fingernails brittle before they reopened the pool? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not chlorine. I don't... Well, maybe. Well, I know you refuse to rinse it out of your hair after you swim. No, I rinse it out, but it doesn't all come out unless you, like... Why don't you... I thought we were going to trade some Omega oils for some... I'll throw... I'll, re... I'll sweeten the deal here. You've got these high-octane, probably algae-grown, or they krill something, some sort of oil... No, no, it's a cod, and I've also got a salmon. It's a, a fish blend? I, hey, man, no, it's this is lime-caught cod in the pristine waters of the Bering Sea off of Dutch Harbor, Alaska, flash-frozen on the boat, a unique proprietary manufacturing process, very gentle and low heat, so that you are maintaining mm. the core immunity nutrients that you need. And heart for you, other ones as well. Vitamin A, vitamin D, which are often added back in to other fish oils. No need they, to add them back in because they get burnt. They get, they get cooked out, bleached out, deodorized out. They're using bleach on my fish oils, oh, Josh. Josh. Well, okay, that is a pretty choice offering right there. So that's what you're putting in the pot, and here's what I'm throwing in, Mark. I already promised you a bottle of Initial East. Right, it's not a bottle for resale. It's going to come off back bar, but uh, it's a fresh, brand new bottle of Initial East, which will create the ideal conditions for hair growth. But to further enhance those conditions, I'm going to prescribe Hair Story New Wash, which is uh, it's a different way of washing your hair, and it comes with a you get a little rubber uh, scalp massager. You put the hair story in, it doesn't sud up. It's not a lathering soap. You work it in with the scalp massager and then rinse it out, and that's it. A shampoo and conditioner. Shampoo strips all the oil out of your hair. The conditioner exists to put that oil back in. New wash cleanses without removing protective oils from your hair. Mark, I think big things could be happening on top of your dome moving forward. I'm excited. You should be excited, Mark, but... The good news is that Live Aid uh, raised a ton of money, probably reduced the scope of death by famine by half of what it might have been had they not done Live Aid. But, Mark, the food that was purchased and given to the Ethiopian government to 
feed these starving people was then you it was weaponized absolutely was it not it was used to bait them relocate them in a different part of the country to reduce the power of the rebel factions geographically yeah so, and and by some estimates from your friend Bernard Kouchner Bernard as many people died as a result of that as would have been saved by the family Josh what you are getting at is two notions it's all corrupt you can't challenge power how many notions did I say we were going to bring up? You said two. Oh, it's just two. I'll those stop were there. two powerful notions. Where did those come from? Is that your reporter's notebook? I'm looking at my notes. Politician. It start the the live aid story that starts with he's just pissed at Margaret Thatcher. She's hemp. She's just ironing the shit out of her hems. He's tired of seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he's he's mad that they're not doing enough. That this is a, an immediate need, and there's a way to fix it, and they're not doing enough. But, and this raises the notion that the world, that the only way to create a better world and affect change is to bypass the politicians. Stop expecting the politicians to help you. They've been corrupted and they're all interested in this petty nationalism. Well, they've also, they no longer represent the people. They've given control of well, that comes the later, economy. Right. Over to the banks. To the banks. And a then, big gamble. And then to other things. Right, but the gamble was that if, if the banks Starts could figure it out and create the right balance, Tony we Blair, could be living in a utopia. Bill Clinton. Those would be your two figures there. Instead, we're living in a utopia toilet. Okay, they couldn't change it. A utoilet. Then, then I wrote a note, quite a psychiatrist you got there, Julia. This must have been when she came back after her surgery, first surgery. Yeah. And he's very mad. Very cross he, he indeed. Talks, he, he's he's like talking to her like she's a four year old. Yeah, it's quite it's, quite upsetting. It's quite upsetting. And I you don't just, like it when you go outside the rules. I don't like this at all. Your behavior yeah. is very. It's hard to imagine a more powerful metaphor for what he's talking about, though, right? Individualism butting up against like the system. The system doesn't want you going outside. Oh, the Julia lines. being the. Yeah. Yeah. It's the skill of the filmmaker, Josh, to have chosen at Julia to find that footage. He's really painting a picture, Mark. Uh, you know, and then, you know what's, I got bad news, man. See that? Is that a missing page in your reporter's notebook? A page has been torn out of my reporter's notebook. <laughs> I, I, I suspect there were things on that page. There was insight. That somebody didn't want the world to hear. I think so, because it jumped... You wouldn't wouldn't have ripped out that page. No, and it's missing, because it jumps from Geldof straight to 1990s democracy. Oh, Josh. All right. That's why I'm here. I can fill you you in. Fill in the the blank here, Mark. I think there's... Wait, I know what happens. I'm sensing a a sitcom with Jason Schwartzman and... Who's the guy that boxes and writes... Jonathan Ames. Jonathan Ames. All about unpacking. What happened to that? leaf of paper that would be very meta a whole series about a missing page in a reporter's notebook notes that were gathered for a podcast about another show a docu-series but with dangerous information i know but think about all the threads you could tie That's in by I'm the end that it's there it is talking about hallucinatory mark it could be all spectrums of experience interdimensional storytelling Multiverse. I hesitate to use that word. It's been co-opted by... All right, let me see. The new Bible. The Marvel Universe. I'm not up on the Marvel Universe. Why are you taking me there right now? I wasn't meaning to. I'm just saying that's that's the new Bible, essentially. It's a new religion, I think. The Marvel Universe? Oh, yeah. With who? Most of the world. Oh, no. The young people. Not the youth. The youth. All right, Josh. I'm gonna. I think I got. Well, you, you're gonna remember this. Chai Ling, the student protest leader in Japan, in uh, Japan, China. Yeah. Well, one. Remember, I, I didn't know this rich history to Tiananmen Square. It keeps coming up. I know. It's where all the protests happen. It is. It's a storied square. She gets. Do, do you remember this storyline? She gets. Oh, I do. She has. She she gets them all organized. Then she gets scared, and then she realizes like I'm not gonna sacrifice my 
life for this bullshit. I'm not going to let this government ruin me. You are not worth my sacrifice. I'm out. There's a very tearful interview with her in a hotel room. Do you want to hear it? Essentially giving up the cause. Nah. Because to me, that was also extremely emblematic. In the age of the individual, you can't give up your life for a greater cause. That's that's, my reporter's notebook right there. There's so much duality in that, That's what individualism breeds into you. I can't, I don't want to care about the greater cause. I mean, I, you know, I'll support it a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going to die for it. It's kind of what uh, self-help has mutated into. I feel like what maybe started as, uh, you know, a movement to like improve your mental well-being, develop healthier habits, so that you could be. I like it. Where are we going with a, it? A better partner, a better community member, a better part of society. I can't prove that that's those were the origins, but I feel like that's kind of where it was. And where it is now, it's like very selfish. It's very individualistic. It's like, I'm going to take care of myself and fuck you if you can't stay healthy. Keep that vaccine out of my arm. It's been politicized by this vaccine, but I don't know that the vaccine, maybe, I don't think it was the catalyst that was making self-help selfish. I think maybe that was already starting. I think... I, I think like so. It. I think the commodification of a lot of it, via Mark social media, okay, probably spoiled it. That's what turns it like. Well, that's everyone thinks point. social media is so cute. The white woman's Instagram song. I mean, it's that that is a razor sharp piece of satire right there. Because it's about creating this individual individualistic fantasy world. Well, Josh, self help is big business now, right? I know, but do you see what I'm saying about I the do. fantasy world, Mark? Corrupting it, like. Yeah, but do you see what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. <laughs> see, that was a trick. and you fa- I said, do you see what I'm saying? That's a logic gap right there. You're supposed to call me out. Be like, dude, yeah, well, I can't right. see what you're saying. I can you're, only hear you're it. You're be all individualist over there. Can you visualize what Harping I'm... Harping ex- on your points. Can you visualize what I'm expressing to you, Mark? I can. I, I think you're exactly right, Josh. Hippies in the 60s. Let's make this all a big, happy commune, a better world. I'm sorry, did you say commune? commune is that the root word of a political movement mark josh do you remember the sparrow flying around the young communist league meeting i do it was as things were falling apart as it was it was as communism was oh that's why that was in there okay my god my mind is a steel trap very sharp i just i can't even believe it i don't know why that was in there why the sparrow was in there yeah it was was well no because he showed that meeting because it was like the 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 last of the communist youth kind of like holding their little last sad meeting and there was this bird. Uh, so it was a poetic it was evocative footage and then he goes right into Boris Yeltsin, the utopian idea of spreading democracy and of course later we'll have some wonderful footage of Boris. Turns out democracy is more like herpes. <laughs> Drunkenly wandering around his palace like pinching ladies on the... Sh- on, the on the shoulders? Shoulder. No. Well, like upper boob kind the of... Tit meat. Okay. Up, upper. TM. Uh, Josh, then I want to take you to a, qu- uh, a clip. Oh. 3705. 3705 even sounds good. We're going to bring you Peter Mayer and the introduction of Bill Clinton, as you already hinted at, giving over political power to the financial world. And why does he do that, Josh? Because he knows that the, pow- the individualism has eroded the ability to develop a mass politics. It's gone. No one's joining political parties. No one's joining unions. And I'm waiting. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hidden behind the wave of enthusiasm after the fall of communism. But a political scientist called Peter Mayer has argued that what happened in the 1990s was that the old idea of democracy started to disappear in the West. And it was replaced by something else, which we haven't fully comprehended yet, or even seen, because it is outside the old categories of politics. Western politicians, Mayor said, literally changed their roles. They gave up being representatives of the people, and instead, they became the agents of a new bureaucracy, which was rising up and promising that it could manage the dangerous and unpredictable force of individualism better than the politicians could. 
Just as the activists in China had found with Chai Ling, individualism and its drive to self-actualization can corrode and eat away at the collective power of mass democracy. Peter Mayer said the same was now happening in the West. The first politician... To yeah, almost. Almost an artful cut, but... Uh, well, the pause button is little. Okay. The, the interface on Thought Maybe's video player, not quite as precise as I would have liked. I can't, like, finger drag to an exact timestamp. Thank God you said finger drag. We're always hamstrung by something, Mark. I thought you were going to say something else. No, 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 Chip. Uh, so, so Josh, you we've already hinted at it. We know where this power is going. Well, you, democracy spreads... The technocrat. Well, and also with the problem of democracy spreading is like, you know, here we have democracy largely fueled by capitalism, right? Like, you can buy shit all the time, so you kind of are ways are sort of... Mm, oh, you're jumping ahead. That's episode there's, five. There's not like real shit to... There's not always real things to get upset over. Not to say there aren't plenty of right. serious problems to deal with, but like in other parts of the world, like where stakes are higher in certain situations, you're not going to get the kind of leadership that you're hoping for if you're a Western government. Okay. And that oh, that's that comes later in this episode. <laughs> but what they're hinting at here is this technical... This this sort of shadow class of rulemaking <clears throat> that isn't politician representing the people. It also doesn't... Even, it, it is sort of the bankers, the management consultants, these sort of impartial, efficient, looking at processes and what's best for the bottom line, decision makers. You understand these people. That's your mind right That's there. That's where the power is. That's where it's going. So you're happy about this, aren't you? I'm not happy. I'm, I'm reporting out of my reporter's notebook. Okay. I just you're describing the technocratic mind, well, just, and it's sounding an awful lot like the brush mind. Oh Jesus! Totally oh, analytical. I see, I see what you're saying. Maybe the old brush mind. The new brush mind is very whimsical. <laughs> it's getting very soft. <laughs> yeah, it can't remember much. It probably has long COVID and doesn't know it. Um, Brittle like the nails. Speaking of tragic footage of the Russian the Russian the, as the democracy advances the society collapses, they're selling their wares on the street and the life expectancy all sorts of footage life, of violence life expectancy plummets I hadn't thought of that <gasps> yes, life expectancy of the of a average Russian man drops from 65 in 1987 to 58 in 1993 two points to be made there, one doesn't that sound familiar? We had a tremendous drop in life expectancy just over the past year or two. We sure did. I'll bet it doesn't all tie to COVID. Well, because because I hadn't thought of this till just now. All that all that footage of these just angry Russian men, like hitting each other across the table. Remember that? Oh yeah. And then actually like gun violence, etc. People running people down with cars. Josh. What's the recipe for that? Polarized beliefs mm -hmm. and then a bad economy where nobody can make any money. Yeah. What does that sound like? Well, you and me are going to come to blows across this little sounds, metal table. No, I agree with you. Sounds like America. Oh, God. Uh, Mark, here's, here's something juicy I wrote down. You're not, we're not caught up to you yet, I don't think. I think we are. Okay. Uh, three, free elections threatened by technocratic rule. I wrote that, but look at this. Actions are guided by hidden decision-making susceptible to influence. <gasps> That's the technocrats, Josh. Is that my own distil distillation, or is that a Adam Curtis quote? We'll never know. We'll Mark. never know. <laughs> we're missing the previous page. Um, Something else happens, though, too, to Julia. Oh. Julia Grant gets... Well, right before Julia... Oh, there's something Limonov else. returns. Oh, he does. That's Our right. Our Russian dissident... Yeah. Who's living in New York City, comes back to Russia. He senses this emerging nationalism. He, he surfs starts, that wave. And he starts to surf that wave. We'll get back to that. Julia. Well, she's denied surgery by her piece of shit psychiatrist. So she goes somewhere and gets a surgery performed. She has a... Pays out of pocket. An Iranian boyfriend 
Yes. Who's taking her around to various places to get suspect surgeries. So she gets a surgery. Correct. Uh, something goes wrong. It starts bleeding. Correct. She's taken to the hospital. At the hospital, they don't know anything about what's happened to her. They assume she's having a miscarriage. Right. And uh, the end result is she she can't have sex. And her her partner leaves her. There you go. She's left alone. And she's what does that in tell some us? ways achieved her goal in that she has become a woman. But the price she's paid for, I mean. That's that's a brave form of individualism to be embarking on. Well, there you go. Ever, but especially back then. The and the end result, the end of that road, of that individualistic road, you're weak and alone. You're individual. You are. What maybe, are you maybe, maybe, on? It, maybe it's about a ratio, right? Like, you know me, Mark. I can. I think I'm pretty special, right? Well, yeah, that sounds with, right. With my plum smoke shorts, my hand selected. Uh, what is all that feedback? I thought it was a hummingbird, but I think it's... I, I just heard it when I moved that, trying to get out of the sun. Oh, that's a smart call. But perhaps the more you separate yourself... Yeah, go ahead. From what you might consider the rabble, there's a fine... There's a tipping point, right? To where you become isolated, either... Mm, you're, su- you're suggesting there's a... Either there's inadvertently through your own actions or because your form of individualism alienates others, whether that's justified or not. You're positing a third path, some sort of balanced approach between individualism and collectivism. Well, it seems like it's all about balance, right? And that's just you in a nutshell. That's your lifestyle. I can Is see it. it. Oh. Well, I mean, if you think about... Uh, you're, a, you're an iconoclast. That's what I was saying. I think I'm pretty special. That was my... That was my Although my, I don't really, to my core, I don't think, think I'm very special. Right, right. But I do like to separate myself. Right. There's a balance going Mostly on visually, I suppose. Yep. And through my free expression. And through your criterion subscription and your deep dive into thought maybeness. Thought maybeness? What's it called? Oh, what? What's the site for the... Oh, yeah. Thought... Oh, Thought Maybeness. Thought Maybeness. Uh, Thoughtmaybe.com. Uh, that was that was a comment... Um, I think this will be affirming to you. I don't know. But I when I picked Quinn up from her new arts... Our daughter from her new art school, and Josh's son goes there, I said, uh, one she day... said, Daddy, I want to be a communist. <laughs> one day, I was like, oh, I know why. I know why Josh and uh, Elias like this school. Just many versions of that were appearing out of the building as people expressing themselves visually in artistic ways. Does that make you uncomfortable? No, I'm saying this is a good thing. And then on a few days later, I said, oh, I saw, I was driving by and I saw from a distance, I saw Elias walking up the street and I said, he has sort of had a shaggy mullet vibe going. Oh yeah, he's got a shag mullet. And then Quinn looked at me and said, don't they all... And I went, all Don't the kids? She meant your family. Interestingly enough, not Nicole, though. The tamest hair of the group, I think. She has an artful bob, currently. I would say out of the group. I don't have a mullet. Oh, your hair is a work of, of art. experimentation. At <laughs> <laughs> any given moment. This is a more tame, although that is color. Like, there's a color in there. It's just bleached a bit. Fountain yeah. of youth. Okay. Unless you're at Costco. Early in the morning, and get mistaken for you don't you remember that story? Mike? <laughs> no, I, you remember my Costco story when I went to buy my vacuum, and I didn't realize it was senior hours, and I just had my hair bleached. And I was thinking of it as the Fountain of Youth, and then as I was going in, the woman kind of gave me this weird look, but then waved me in, and I filled my card up, and then I started noticing like, wait a minute, everyone in here is like sixty-five and over. Oh shit! I snuck in during senior hour. You remember that? Of course I do. Because remember, uh, I told you I had my, an N95 and one of Costco's own but just athletic panty mask, gray platinum gray hair or something. Yeah, and a, a a brow marked by frequent furrowing. The individualist in repose, Mark. Where are we? Uh, where are we? Well, 
We I've were got... talking though. You were talking about the political divide, right? Mm-hmm. That's used. Uh, that's fed to separate people and to keep those in power who are shitheads in power. But it's really a trick, right? It's making us believe that we're far different from one another than we actually are. Mm. That we have some sort of animosity towards us. That there's some fundamental reason that we can't get along, and that's just not the case. You know what? Here we are. Adam Curtis has presented us, going back to the 90s, the advance of this individualism. How we're all no longer identifying with political parties. What's one way to get us to identify with political parties again? To create these virulent factions. Nationalism. Believe this or believe that and get the base out. Yep. Get people motivated. Maybe that's what's happening. It's just political parties trying not to die. Could be. Well, I got another quote. You want to get to it or, or uh, a clip? Sure. Um, you you said it. I don't know what I'm trying to set. Fifty one oh five. The technocrats are getting. Oh, that's right. So they've ceded power, but things aren't going well. The technocrats in charge vote. They aren't getting the outcomes they wanted. Algeria votes for sort of an Islamic uh, state. Islamist. The, Germany is seeing this. Dramatic escalation of neo-Nazis. You could look at us now in our country. That's 20, 30 years later. But Fascism. something's off. On the rise. Holbrook is going to tell us why. Question out into the open. Oh, yeah, Holbrook. Those elections are free and fair, he said. And those elected are racist, fascist, separatists. That is the dilemma. <laughs> An American political scientist called Farid Zakaria. No, you missed it. <laughs> well, you gave me the wrong timestamp. Fifty-one oh five. The most important. Yeah, that I started that at fifty-one oh three. By the phrase, I gave you two seconds. Oh, I missed that one. Go back to like fifty-four. No, just listen. Maybe this will do it. But the political scientists were not alone in distrusting people. For at the same time, a group of behavioral psychologists—this is the bomb right here—were insisting that individuals also made the wrong decisions in the marketplace. They were not behaving in the logical, self-interested ways that economics said they should. The most famous of them was called Daniel Kahneman. He would win a Nobel Prize for his work. For 30 years, Kahneman had been studying human behavior. And he had discovered, he said, that human beings actually had two systems inside their brains. One of them they were aware of, which they thought was in control. The other was an instinctive part that really drove most of their actions, a part that they were completely unaware of. This new psychology was a powerful attack on the whole idea of the confident self. Because the picture the psychologists painted of human society was of millions of individuals living most of the time thinking that they were rational and in control, while something else inside them was really guiding many of their actions, without them knowing it. Oh my goodness, Mark. Maybe that's the marrow of this episode, huh? No, you missed it. <laughs> you got the economists, right? Well, so what we missed there... Thinking they have this brilliant data set, this great way to like influence behavior and run the world. It's an incomplete data set. And you've People got, are batshit crazy. That's right. You've got Holbrook saying, okay, we have the system, we're going to give it to the people, be the sufficient market, but what's, what's the name of this episode? What if people are too stupid? Yeah. Something the, like that? Uh, but what if the people are stupid? Yeah, that's what he asks. Um, and then you get the psychologist going, well, they don't even know that they're stupid. I don't think it was so much that. <laughs> Did I make the like, wrong leap? <laughs> I think I made well, the Well, it's wrong. basically that. But it's like we think we're more in control. We think right. our, our rational minds are running things. But, pe- but we're making all sorts of decisions throughout the day that are... So in terms of power... I don't know if they're more like lizard brain or... In terms of power, it becomes a little shift that it doesn't matter what people are thinking because that's the narrative that you're, you think you... That's your individualism narrative. 
I am myself. I'm becoming myself. I think, therefore, I am, Mark. But then your behaviors are actually dictated by that lizard brain. And how do you work on that? And maybe that's that's that could be the Trump secret, right? Everybody's like, this guy's an idiot. But it's is that Descartes? Thinking part going like, why would I trust this guy? But he's the lizard brain. He's activated. It's like, he doesn't care. He's funny. Uh, is that Descartes? Rene I think Descartes? Day 4 I am. I think it is. Well done, Josh. I- <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go from that Kahneman into a... Another, I only know that from a Monty Python song. Another tremendous montage of sex and violence in Russia. Rene Descartes was a drunken fart. I drink, therefore I am. I put Drunken this in Yeltsin... Is he in there, drunken Yeltsin? That's he loses he control. Yeah. Uh, and the country's taken over by oligarchs who control all the media. Yep. It's these shadow systems of power developing everywhere. Well, and then you've got this this new global economy. Is uh, It's hurting exports in England. That's Tony coming. Blair is becoming very unpopular because he's had to raise the interest rate and they can't export as many goods and factories are shutting down. Mm-hmm. You have a financial collapse in, in, in 98. He's telling people to Russia, suck it up. Spreads to Asia. All of a sudden, English factories are closing. The nationalist spirit rises. Like, why can't we just protect ourselves? Why are we in this world economy? Um, yeah. There's a wonderful song from Yagor Letov. Full of evocative lyrics that I was going to read, but I don't... It's not worth it. Oh, they're kind of dirty. They're pretty dirty. You wanted to read dirty lyrics. No. Then you got the the fight. At least I think this episode ends with that. Like, I can't remember that guy's name. He's at like the big EU meeting. He's like, oh, the posture. The, what's happening on camera and in the main hall is posturing. The real decisions are back here. Mm-hmm. It's the technocrats coming up with the efficient systems that are rational. And he create what is this term? He calls these weird things non-innocuous, this innocuous term, non-majoritarian institutions that are actually holding all the cards, calling all the shots. Sounds like you're closing this show out, aren't you? <laughs> I know that intonation. Well, I'll, here's my last note from my reporter's notebook. It's my reporter's be- notebook is now... Well, this is going to sound familiar. Well, maybe gr- I'll give you the last note from mine. Okay. Because this is all I got here. Uh, have we abandoned... Or been vacated from engagement with government? That's terrible. All right. <laughs> here's, here's mine. Old forces of money and military power were reassembling and renewing their dominance. Other strange forces were coming back to haunt the West. That's a direct quote. I know, but that's how you end the show on an Adam Curtis Dr. Oh, okay, Sears. I see. See, what I'm doing here is I'm giving you my distillations, Mark. My reporter's notebook... I'm no, you don't end the show. We got to go to the YouTube comments. I'm not just regurgitating information, Mark. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm offering fresh insight. The cicadas would disagree. Wouldn't there... Jeez, they are really loud. There's a cue for this. There's airplanes, cicadas. It's a What's rough, next? It's a rough... Oh, okay. could almost hear the sound cue. All right, we're going to the comments. Totally get you into it. Okay, I wonder if this segment can continue for episodes five and six, but what you're going to hear now is a handful of comments from the YouTube message board, the natural the evolution now of, defunct YouTube message the, board. In the natural evolution of, chi- of the China's democracy wall in action, um, these comments were a month old when I took them, so they're many months old now. Here we go. Okay. I have five of them. Five comments to share. Karsten Poulsen would like to say, I am incredibly happy to have found this channel, but at the same time, it also makes me scared and depressed. Bingo. Great comment. Very true. It is. There's no fancy, flowery, unnecessary language there. Here's another great comment. Holy shit, I think this is the best thing I have ever seen in my life, and that's coming to us from Dick Goblin. Dick. (laughs) Dick Goblin? Correct. Oh yeah, there's kind of a nice little double meaning there. Like you're like you're a little goblin that sits on dicks, or somehow, you know, is an emblem of dicks, or you're gobbling them up. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Jones, clearly a pseudonym. One month. Uh, I learned so much from these, but God, it's depressing. 
The world's just an endless cycle of people trying to do the right thing, only to have powerful people use it for their own ends, which ends up hurting more people. But each person is... Don't buy into individualism, Maybe Josh. that's what we've missed out on, though, here, is that each person, like that little, that last snippet about uh, the warring forces inside your head. I mean, your own little brain is a microcosm for all this stuff, too. Wonderfully said, because Oliver Brady's going to say something, too. Are you kidding me? I decided to be an individual a few years ago. As much as you can, anyway. It's eye-opening how much pushback you get from the system. I always suspected breaking away would bother people, but not to the extent I experienced. Well, how individual... See, all I'm talking about is... Your hair. Buying some shorts that no one else likes that color. What's he doing? Is he off-gridding it? Could be off-gridding it. All right, I got one more from Mookie2637. Mookie! Of Of this series, this episode is the least coherent... I disagree. And the one where Curtis is really just left with a series of familiar narrative tropes and visual devices. The good news is that the following one, part five, is the best. Ooh, wow. End of show. Mark, what a way to send us packing. Uh, I'm going to look for... There was a song that appeared in this show. The Russian one? Oh, no, the soundtrack song? There were some great songs. There was a weird electronic cover of a Morrissey or Smith song, I thought. Uh, I think that's what, I think it's something else. I think it's a four non-blonde song. Maybe. Let's see. The four non-blondes, what's up, dance mix. I think that might have been what I was looking for. Oh, but wait, I'm going to try and mute this commercial first. Are we going out on this song? That's sort of what I was thinking. All right. I think our plan where the new boyfriend will unofficially hey, become family. Go away. This isn't what I was thinking of. <laughs> it's, it's a good album. Alright. Join us next time. 